Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Where are we? We are on the A711 on the way from Dumfries to Kirkbury. Kirkubri. That's what I meant. Why? We're going to the start of the Tour of Britain, Matt, 2019. And who are you? Janto Barker. Mathieu van der Poel. Cyclist. I ran on the road, on a mountain bike and on a cyclist bike. Uh, yeah, I'm Dylan van Baarle. Hi, I'm Mathieu Trentin. Mikkel Landa. Russell Downing. Yeah, I'm Larry Warbass. I'm a rider for AG2R. Harry Tanfield, uh, Team Katusha Alpsen. I'm Gedeminas Bagdonas from Ashdazerla Mondial Equip. Rory Townsend. Canyon DHB. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So this is a slightly different episode of Home Roads from the normal ones in that it is a special from the 2019 Tour of Britain, as Yanto said at the start there. I've got my partner in crime next to me who works with me on the TV coverage, but I'm also going to try and grab a word with whoever is around the race, some of the big names, so you get a flavour of what it's like being on a stage race like this and an idea of what goes on behind the scenes, perhaps in the TV coverage or in the racing or anything else that might crop up. And it is a beautiful sunny morning here in the sort of southwest of Scotland, Yanto. Yeah, it's a long way from home, but uh, the sun is out and I think everybody's going to be really pleased to start the race on you know a day like today in the conditions that we've got, so it's going to be fantastic. Interesting race this year in that normally the Tour of Britain is good preparation for the World Championships that come later in the month of September. But in 2019 in particular, the Worlds are in Britain. They're in Yorkshire, of course. So the field looks like it's geared up for those who've got an eye on winning in Yorkshire later in the month. In answer to your question, yes, absolutely. And talking to some of the pros already, saying uh, this has been one of the most competitive rosters to get on uh, to be selected for the Tour of Britain if anyone has any inclination or idea to get into the world and get a result then they really want to be here at this 2019 Tour of Britain so that was something that came from the guys already. You've raced the Tour of Britain in the past you and I have worked on it the past few years on TV try and describe what it's like as a race how it differs from other stage races that people might watch and enjoy. Um, I think the main thing is actually watching the world's best come to your home roads, if you like. Um, 
and seeing how fast they can travel along the Strava segments or, you know, when you see someone attacking up your local climb, you know, someone like Lander or Tij Benut, who are, you've been watching on foreign roads, let's say, most of the season in the races that they do. So I think that's actually really special. And, you know, cycling is very popular now in the UK. It's such a celebration. There's such a festival atmosphere and it's really great to just keep the boost of popularity in cycling by these riders coming here to the UK and actually doing the races that we watch and we're going to be uh, commentating on this week. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. September in Britain can be absolutely lovely. And it's at its best today, like genuinely. So, you know, I think there'll be a really positive atmosphere to the start. Um, and I expect to see really hot racing and I think everything that everyone's kind of looking forward to will be fulfilled through today's first stage. Introduce yourself. Russell Downing. Russ Downing. I was going to say former pro there. You're still racing, aren't you? As a sort of freelancer. Still actually uh, getting paid a, a bit of money to ride my bike. Yeah, so yeah, I'm probably still a pro. Good to get you back on home roads after we rode that ridiculously hard chain gang in Rotherham last year. Uh, I'm still recovering, I think, from that. But now you're joining me on my patch, which is the TV coverage of the Tour of Britain. How do you feel about that? Quite nervous, actually. Why? Oh, it's just you know, you know what you're doing. I'm just a, I'm a rookie at this, so you know, it should be like roles reversed. I was showing you how to do a chain gang, and you can uh, show me how to do a, do a bit of commentary. Yeah, it's, pressure's it's, on. It's, it's exciting, yeah. That's it is it. exciting. Yeah, so I've uh, it's, the, it's the only time I've been on the Tour of Britain and uh, not rode it. You know, I didn't I didn't ride it last year, but I didn't didn't do any work on it. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be strange. Would you feel a bit envious watching the riders as they roll into Kakubri where we are when they finish today? Would you think, oh, I wish I, I, wish I was amongst the peloton? Uh, yes, yes and no. I think I, I did uh, the Tour Yorkshire this year as a, as, a, as a guest on that. Did did three days up there and I did feel, yeah, I wanted to get on there. But, you know, I'm, sort of, I'm enjoying it riding on my own. It's no pressure and you pick the races and the Tour of Britain wouldn't be one of them to ride on your own and uh, get a get a kick in you know so I'm enjoying racing but it is becoming harder and harder it's a, it's a young man's sport nowadays Rory Townsend from Canyon DHB and Rory you are today's Wahooligan Combativity Award winner the first stage of this year's Tour of Britain also won the Sprints jersey for the day as well so a good day out on the bike yeah it's really happy it's sort of um what I came for uh, when I saw today's stage. It's always whenever you get in the first break of the race, there's always a lot up for grabs. So um, yeah, really happy to take the jersey, which is sort of my first aim. And then combativity, just sort of the icing on the cake, and also um, being out there on GC as well is, is is really nice to be among those kind of riders. So you are Irish yourself, but clearly born and brought up in the UK. Is that right? That's right. Um, spent a lot of time in Ireland over the years and um, it's where sort of the majority of my family are from so it was sort of natural to um, side on that side of things. But racing for a British team, racing in the country that you've also spent a lot of time in, how much of a difference does that make, especially when it's the biggest race of the year in Britain? Yeah, for sure, like uh, for our team especially like this, this is a lot of what our season's all about. We get a bit of favourability from from maybe the, from the people watching at the road. I think maybe they, they see us a little bit more around them. Maybe we're a bit more accessible than some of the some of the bigger teams. Um, Do you notice that as you're passing through? Yeah, definitely. Like you hear you hear your name being shouted, and that's 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 always so nice. Like you get so much morale off that. Um, and then I, I don't. I also I don't think I would have won the um, 
the combativity award had I not been riding for, for this team. So, Finally, after one of the sprints on our cameras, caught you wishing your dad happy birthday, saying that one was for you. I mean, you can't get a better gift than that, frankly, for the man who's probably very difficult to buy presents for. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, he's, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without him, obviously, but I, w- I w- wouldn't be cycling, I wouldn't be cycling um, if it wasn't for him and his support, you know, like, it's the same for every rider in the peloton, you know, the people that, that go in behind each rider to get them to where we are, like, um, you never see them, so if you can thank them, like, along the way, then I think it's appreciated. Did really good today. Really animated the first uh, the first day stage of um, of this year's Tour of Britain. Looking forward to seeing what else you do uh, later in the week. Rory, thanks a lot. Thanks, mate. Day two, and we are in Kelso. And the beauty of this stage is the riders both start and finish in this town in the Scottish borders. Another beautiful day, actually. Clear blue sky, sun is out, it's a little bit fresh. So why don't I wander around and see who I can get a word with? Managed to grab Mark Renshaw as he's riding off to sign on. How are you? Uh, well, thank you. Looking forward to retiring? Very much so. <laughs> Why? You've had enough? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I've had a great career. 16 years professional. I never dreamt of that when I was young. So, you know, to, to make it this far and, and ridden in extremely good teams and had great teammates. So, very happy. Well, I think it's fair to say, Mark, you have been one of the best, if not the best, lead-out man of all time, leading out your mate Cav. And you, are you going to do that again this week at the Tour of Britain? Uh, we'll have a, have a good shot at it. But, um, you know, it's, the level's extremely high here and it's got higher every year. So, yeah, the, the legs aren't getting better at this stage, but, you know, we'll give it a good shot. How have you enjoyed racing on British roads over the years? I've had lots of success here, so uh, it's been pretty enjoyable, really. Uh, it's nice to be back here again. The sun's shining, so a lovely day. Uh, just a final word, plans for retirement, what are you going to do afterwards? Are you going to stay in the sport of cycling or are you going to go and do something entirely different? I actually have no idea yet. Um, I haven't really you know, planned anything. I'll probably stay in cycling in some degree. and Stay in Europe or move back home? Um, next year we'll move back home to Australia. Um, kids and family are looking forward to getting back. Good luck with it. Thank you. Really pleased to say I bumped into Alex Dowsett again, former home roader. Great to see you back at a race, Alex. How's tricks? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Nice to be back. Um, yeah, I'm in quite good shape, I think. So Nice to be back in Britain. You told me you were Essex for life, and then you went and scarpered to move to Andorra. What's going yeah. on? Uh, well, Rowan, Rowan Dennis kind of caused it. Uh, TT last year, he beat me by five and a half minutes in the Worlds, and I was like, that's massive uh, kind of looked at what everyone was doing and what I wasn't doing um, said just you know I think we need to change something and I think instead of doing more altitude camps let's just move to altitude so we live at the top of a hill at 2000 meters now um, and my very my training involves a hell of a lot of climbing now and yeah I've seen the benefits for it this year for sure really noticed the difference yeah, I mean, with the altitude, it's in the back end of a time trial. I've still got good power. I don't fade as hard. And uh, I can go well into the red during a TT and then just pull it straight back to threshold and, and deal with it a lot better than if I was sort of sea level. When we did that home roads ride, you are in Movistar kit. You're about to move to Katusha Alpertsin, which you're wearing in now. But this team is ending at the end of the season. What are the plans? We don't know if this team's ending at the end of the season. Um... We actually know nothing, so it's uh, it's kind of a trick because I have a contract for next year, 
uh, with a team that may or may not be. And it's now kind of getting on for mid-September, which is late. It's uh, it's not a nice situation to be in, but you know, I'm confident the team's doing everything they can to to save the team. Uh, you know, we've had an unlucky couple of years with uh, you know, with Marcel, obviously, sort of towards the end of his his time that we were unaware of, um, and. And yeah, just you know, teams go through ebbs and flows of being good and, and not so good. So yeah, it's tricky. It's not nice. It's obviously, uncertainty isn't pleasant. But all we can do is focus on the races we're doing, focuses on the races that we cut coming up. And you know, despite all this, morale and the team is super good. Um, it's a great bunch of lads, and it would be a real shame because it's. I think in terms of, it's been the most fun team I've been a, ever been a part of. It's really great to see you again. You are looking trim. I think the altitude is making a difference. Good to see you, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'm Dylan from Ireland, 27 years old. And you're running for Team Ineos. And you enjoy the Tour of Britain, don't you? Yeah, I always come here. Uh, I'm happy uh, um, that I'm, I'm here again. Um, I'm always enjoying it, so uh, it's always a hard course. How do you say it? A grippy road, so yeah, I like that. Good preparation for the Worlds group preparation for the world but uh, in general it's just a good race good to see you mate thank you I have found none other than the tallest man in the professional peloton Connor Dunn former Irish champion really popular guy good to see you back on British roads Connor how's it been after the first day uh, hi Matt how's it going <laughs> yeah it's been good actually I think um, we've been super lucky with the weather obviously wasn't expecting this it's like a nice autumnal day blue skies um, yeah, it's really good to be back racing in Britain um, familiar feel to it I've been in Ireland the last six months so it's uh, kind of a little bit of a home away from home racing in Scotland the roads are very similar um, and uh, yeah super, always super support out on the roads here you always like really get a sense of the occasion um, and uh, yeah definitely really motiv- motivates you um, the last time we spoke uh, was when your previous team Aqua Blue was kind of folding you were in the national champions jersey then and there was a bit of a hiatus when I think you were wondering what was going to happen next you're now safely ensconced at Israel Cycling Academy how is life these days? yeah it's really good thanks it's been a super busy year um, another grand tour with the Giro in May and um, also uh, became a father at the start of May too so it's been all go changes everything <laughs> yeah changes everything yeah loving it so it's uh, just the best um, a few months ago I was pretty uh, knackered but uh, no yeah, he's doing really well and um yeah, it's been uh, it's been great just spending time at home with him and uh, getting the miles in and stuff like that and yeah, loving it. What are the ambitions now? Not just this week, this month, but just as you move into the the sort of next phase of your career. Um, I've actually got a pretty busy month ahead. I've got the worlds at the end of September and um, a lot of racing in Belgium too, either side of that. So uh, it's kind of all go really. I think I've got about twenty race days, including Tour of Britain, still to go. So. Um, I'm feeling in good shape as well after the Giro I was, uh, I was so knackered I just uh, couldn't never really fire my legs again but the last month I've felt them coming back and feeling fresh again so I'd like to really um, kind of get some good performances in this month and um, yeah I'm happy with the team I'd love to love to stay here and keep on kind of developing and I'd love to do another Grand Tour I think I learnt I learnt a bit more again the second time round and yeah just just enjoy riding my bike that was always my kind of goal when I started uh, down this road just to make sure I loved riding my bike at the finish of my career as much as I did at the end and that's still the case so yeah just keep getting stuck in hopefully get a few more adventures in as well so 
Yeah. Very quickly, um, just looking at the worlds. Obviously, you're riding in the Irish team. Who are you going to be riding for yourself, or are you going to ride for Sammy Bennett or Nico Roach? Can you? What, is there a plan yet? Um, there's not a plan yet. I think uh, we'll see kind of what the situation is um, when we get when we get there the week before, sort of thing. Sam's obviously flying this year, so it'd be really special to try and um, work for him and get a, get a result there. I think I think it's possible, but um, yeah, I think you kind of have to just assess things after the world is finished and uh, after this and see what kind of shape the team's in but uh, yeah for sure it'll be a competitive Irish team actually at this world so it'll be really exciting well this week around Britain is all great prep for it so go well really good to see you Connor thanks a lot Matt you too hi I'm Matteo Trentin uh, Italian from the north of Italy so I don't look like a stereotype of Italian for the British racing for Mitterton Scott professional from almost eight years so I feel pretty old and winner today on stage two of the Tour of Britain. You've got a beer open in your hand. You're going to enjoy that in the middle of a stage race? Not in the middle of a stage race, but it's nice when you need to go to the doping control to have that extra nice beer feeling. <laughs> Matteo, you won today. You've won in Britain before. You have won stages in all three Grand Tours. But what's it like racing in Great Britain? It's slightly different because we, of course, uh, organisers need to avoid uh, the big the big main roads so we always go into into country country roads and it's always like nervous and you always get into into a kind of really aggressive style of racing and it's something i really like yeah and what do you think about britain more generally what about the support on the roads the places you have to visit oh, people are really sporty and they always come like if you if you if you see today it's not big big city here but there were a lot of people in the start and a lot of people in the finish, and that's really nice for us when you when you race with a big public cheering for you. And just tell me finally, where are your own home roads? Where do you spend time training and living? Uh, I'm living in Monaco, so south of France, uh, training there most of the year, and I'm from Trentino, north of Italy, so let's say in the summer and winter I don't train because it's snowing time, so when you British come to Europe for skiing, where I try to ski, but I ski on the cross-country skiing, so I train like that. And in the summer, I train in the Dolomites. Good stuff. Very hard riding in the Dolomites. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed for being on Home Roads. Thank you. Thank you. Third day of this year's Tour of Britain. We are in the middle of Newcastle-upon-Tyne. A difficult finish for the riders today. I'm joined once again by Russ Downing, Yanto Barker, and also Rob Hales has joined us as well. So we've got two former British national champions and Yanto as well. Um, I want to ask the three of you, being former pros, what's it like then working on a road race where you're not racing? Do you miss it a little bit, Russ? Uh, yes and no. You know, some of the stages you think, oh, yeah, I could have a little nudge there. But no, it's, it's great. So I'm still still fighting fit and been racing this season. But, yeah, it's good to be behind the scenes and yeah, having a different perspective on it, really. What about you, Rob? I miss the racing. I miss putting a number on my back. The camaraderie, the the fight, the battles. I don't miss the hurting so much, although that is part of it. When when you're dishing out and hurting, that that's fine. But what I don't miss is the training. I was never, even as a junior, it wasn't about the training. It was all about the racing for me. So yeah, I miss not being able to race. I don't miss putting myself in a position to be able to race. And I'm too. I'm mid forties now. I'm closer than I am to fifty than I am to forty. So. Those days are well and truly gone. What about you, Yanto? I mean, you still ride a lot. We rode down last night, even though Rob had been fiddling with my gears, which we'll get to off mic. Um, but do you miss competing at what is the biggest race in Britain? 
Yeah, definitely. I would say I've retired, but I'm still the same person that I was. And, you know, 20 years of competition, like the guys just said, putting a number on your back and, the, and that fight and battle is something that you really, like, literally just talking about it makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Like, But, you know, now with two kids and a, and a business, you have to sort of move your priorities around a little bit. And that's something that we all have to do. And it's, it's about growing up. Flip side to this question, of course, is you're now sort of in the world I've been in for 20 years of broadcast. How do you cope with that? How do you get used to being on camera, being on mic, talking like you are now? I mean, really well, I think. You should be worried. You know, I, I reckon I can, pick up, I can pick up the anchor spot. Yeah, honestly, I think you've got your, your years are numbered. You know, make the most of it. Yeah. Except you wear flat caps on telly, which is a bit of a no-no. But, you know, you, you can figure it out for yourself. What about you, Rob? I love it. The fact I, I, I do a lot of different things. I do a, a lot of commentary. I'm away quite a lot. But being on kind of this side of the fence now, looking in on the racing, it's, it's a, pri- a real privileged position. There's some mornings where I'm, where I'm on Five Live, for instance, talking to literally, quite literally millions of people doing um, world service and stuff like that, and you just imparting, trying to impart a bit of knowledge and, and just, just get the word out there. And get bums on bikes as well, that's the thing. There are millions listening when you start talking. By the time you've finished, half of them have gone. Russ, clearly you've been on TV before you've been interviewed as a rider. I know you are still racing, but today you're going to join us on camera and you're going to be a little bit of a pundit talking about how some of the riders train. Yeah, I think Rob spoke about pinning a number on and Yanto talked about the airs on the back of his head standing up. I was quite nervous last night. I think it's harder than racing. They're going to work with you guys. But yeah, it's all, it's all new to me. I've done a few bits in the studio before. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it today. And I think like, like Rob said as well, it's so good to be uh, here on the finish line when normally you're like, you sometimes don't even see the finish line. You're that blurry-eyed and things. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good change for sure. Just introduce yourself fully for me, please. Uh, Harry Tanfield, uh, Team Katusha Alpsett. And today's Wahooligan Combativity rider. Um, we've seen at the Tour of Britain before, Harry. You love to get in a break. You love to really do big pulls and no different today. Why? Um, well, I've got to keep the Brit moving, haven't you? But uh, Oh, another pint. Oh, we're having another pint. Okay. It's only half a pint. Yeah, we won't, we won't explain what you're drinking right now. <laughs> Don't know what it is. The Carlsberg or something. <laughs> You must be incredibly proud to be a British World Tour rider back at the Tour of Britain. What does that mean? Yeah, it's nice to come back, obviously, with a you know, different jersey from two years ago. Um, it's, yeah, it's nice to represent, you know, to come back into a home race again um, with this and even just riding in this local area, which I've done in the past. Um, but just to come with, um, obviously, this jersey on now, but, you know, it's still the same support. It doesn't change anything. It's still... Loads of people in the northeast. Oh, to the right. Still, loads of people in the northeast shouting me on and uh, good encouragement. And seeing a lot of people I know by the side of the road that I've raced with, like in the northeast in the past and stuff like that. So, uh, it's pretty nice to, to have all that. Just a quick word about some recent personal news. We were really sad to hear and see on social when you uh, and your brother Charlie, for that matter, posted yeah. about your mum Claire dying last week. Um, people will hear that. They'll think it's incredible that you decided. I know it was your decision to get back on the bike and race this week how's it been yeah um we still was just riding together it was quite nice actually in the week just we're all home and just you know just just cycling together i find it helps to clear my head a little bit and act as a little bit of a distraction really um but things couldn't have changed the outcome the situation like this yeah you can deny it and accept that it, it or don't accept that it's happened and stuff but you can't move on I don't think and 
it's quite fresh at the moment. Obviously, the funeral's coming this Monday, um, but there's there's not a lot that anyone he couldn't have done anything. So it's I wanted to do it for her really. She would not have wanted me to miss the race. So. Same with the World Championships next week. Oh well, I hope you go well there. I'm sure she was and is incredibly proud of what you and your brother and everyone else has done in the family. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. Good to see you, mate. No worries. It is Tuesday morning. Uh, we're coming up to halfway through the Tour of Britain. Stage four is approaching. It's a bit like being on holiday when you settle into a routine and you forget what day it is. But we're stood here in the middle of Kendall. The sun's starting to break through. Yanto and I got up early this morning to do a little, well, we thought a little 40k loop over to Lake Windermere, which is beautiful but brutal. A thousand metres of climbing in that loop. It was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. Probably 700 metres of that climbing in the first 20k. <laughs> it was yeah. painful. Yeah, it was, yeah. The first hour, I think we averaged 21.8k's an hour. Yeah. That's quite slow. These kind of roads, not, there's nothing like this on the continent. Yes, there are much longer climbs. Yes, there are steeper climbs. But there's something about the profile of the, the climbs in the Lake District. Anyone who's done the, uh, what's it called, uh, the, the, the Sportive? Oh, the, Fred Witten. the Fred Witten, of course, name escapes me, will know that it's just so tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, quite grippy roads and also the descents you can't fully let off the brakes because they're so, so steep. And then you go under the trees and there's wet patches and leaves and all sorts. So that's actually the thing that really damages your average speed because if you can really flow on the descents, you get most of that average back if you've been going slow up the climbs, but you don't when you have to brake. Windermere was beautiful though, wasn't it? The, the sort of mist just sitting in the valleys this morning, stunning. Yeah, it is. You know, when you're there, you think, uh, wow, this is special. This really is special. And, you you know, you have to kind of take a moment to appreciate it. I did take a moment to appreciate it. And then I look back and you've gone. <laughs> I'd lost the wheel again. Well, you know, you're still learning, Matt. It's, uh, it's a little way for you to go. But I think, you know, you've got the right, you've got the right mentor and I'll look after you. privilege of being at the finish line every day is there's loads going on and John who is the boss of Fenwick's cleaning products has offered to clean my bike for me you're an absolute gentleman it's no problem uh, it's one of the things we're doing all day long we're giving free uh, bike cleans and lubes uh, to anybody that turns up not just uh, celebrities and uh, any, just anybody really anybody that turns up you can't look at me and say celebrity I think, I think anybody listening would laugh at that but you know I do like to ride my bike and I do like a clean one and you've cleaned it better than it's ever been cleaned well it's practice I clean a lot of bikes every day so uh, yeah and it's also one of my passions cleaning and keeping things running smoothly so I'm just about to do your gears for you and then you'll be good to go you're so kind honestly I, I'm, I'm hoping you could actually save me about 150 200 watts maybe well, put it like this, Yanto's going to be struggling to keep up with you next time you're on a ride. <laughs> Cheers, John. This one, folks, should come down to an opportunist. One or two of the riders there, unmarked. Give me a full introduction, please. A full introduction. Yeah. I'm Matt- Mathieu van der Poel. Yeah, I'm a 24-year-old cyclist. I ride on the road, on a mountain bike and on a cyclocross bike. You are one of the most exciting riders of the moment. Is that fair to say? How does that feel? Yeah, I don't really feel a way about myself, I think. I just try to race as hard as I can everywhere I, I start. And uh, it's always been yeah, in my blood, I think, to ride aggressive and attacking. And um, I'm going and try to keep it that way uh, as long as I can. 
do you think it was always meant to be because of your dad Adri, your grandfather Raymond Poulador, that you were always going to be a bike racer? Yeah, of course it was something that was possible if your dad and granddad are cyclists as well. But I tried all kind of different sports when I was young, and I enjoyed uh, some other sports as well, um, especially soccer. I liked really much, but. Um, yeah, at the end, I had to choose one, and I chose cycling. Tell me about racing in Britain. How do you find it? It's really hard, especially today. Uh, we had 2,000 meters of altitude, and I was a bit surprised myself as well. And it's really a lot, especially when there's not really long climbs here. So they know there's no uh, no flat roads. <laughs> After winning today on a stage that is very similar to what the World Championships are going to be like in Yorkshire later in the month. How confident are you feeling for doing it uh, at the Worlds? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I'm confident. But today was a stage of uh, 176k and the Worlds is going to be even 100k longer. So I don't know if it's really comparable. But yeah, of course, I'm feeling better and better every uh, every day, I think. And uh, I think, yeah, I'm doing everything I can to be in in top shape for the worlds and that's all i can do so let's hope that's enough great stuff thank you very much what do you think of him what do you think of him today he's been incredible yeah absolutely brilliant what do you think of him <laughs> very good very good we shall see him at the worlds as well yes what did you think well done yeah well done yeah i got that thank you very much indeed it is a wet wednesday on the Wirral peninsula wouldn't want to race in this myself to be honest today but there is one man who will be glad to be back uh, in this familiar area Steve Cummings born and brought up in Wirral and we're awaiting his arrival off the Team Dimension Data bus loads of local people here in fact all the team buses are lined up but this is far and away the most popular one Steve welcome home thank you so much yeah it's a stra- yeah, strange feeling uh 25 years ago, did my first race here in Birkenhead Park. Rode down here, and um, yeah, such a big journey I've been on, and uh, to come back now in front of family and friends is really nice. Was it Birkenhead North End you used to ride for? Yeah, I'm an honorary member in Birkenhead North End, so uh, yeah, we're based here. So yeah, special day. A special day. It is stage five of this year's Tour of Britain. Is the pressure on now, given that you're the local lad and all these people are here watching, waiting for you to do something? Do you feel that pressure? No, there's no pressure. The pressure is to do your best and people understand that sometimes maybe today's not the the day to leave it all out on the road. And um, in the bigger picture, we have to be patient sometimes. Can we expect to see a bit of a swan song from the team? Because we know Mark Renshaw's retiring at the end of the season. Bernie's not getting any younger, even though he looks amazing for a man of his age. <laughs> the same for you and Cav, of course, to lead out too. So what can we see today? Yeah, uh, on paper, the final's pretty good for Cav. So hopefully we can bring him in good position. I mean, the last climb is difficult and it, it depends how the rest of the stage goes. If it's really hard with wind and there's a hard breakaway... Um, who knows, you know, it can be a reduced group. That's the beauty of Tour of Britain. It's uh, so unpredictable. Um, and there's always, the final is technical, so it always leaves that opportunity to, for someone to try a late attack. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I like it. It's a nice race. Is it Wirral or the Wirral? 
<laughs> That's the debate, isn't it? Everyone's, everyone's. I don't understand myself. <laughs> you sit there for the mills, you know, for hours discussing that. Is it the world or the world? So, uh, who knows? Call it what you want. Good to talk to you. Okay, thank you. Um, with the Max Missile himself, Mark Cavendish. Mark, really good to see you back on British roads. Nice to be racing once again after the pretty awful couple of years you've had. Yeah, all right, thank you. What's been the reaction like uh, on the Tour of Britain road so far? It's been good. There's been a lot of people out. Weather's been all right, so you always get more people out, obviously, when, when, when that's a factor. Um, so it's been wicked, actually. Nice finishes. Um, enjoy it. Always enjoy this race. How are you feeling in yourself as you get towards the end of the season and look towards next year, maybe getting back to the Tour de France? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Cav. Thank you, Mark. Can you introduce yourself for me, please? Sorry? Can you say your name for me, please? Ah, Miguel Landa. Um, how are things uh, at the moment? How's your form at the moment as you look towards moving teams and moving to Bahrain Merida and being the team leader there in the Grand Tours? I'm excited, no? I think it's going to be uh, a big project. They have big goals again, and I'm happy no, to have the choice of being uh, the leader of that team. And you're going to have Val Poles riding with you as well in support, a very strong rider. That must be good news. Yeah, I don't know yet if he's, if he's true or not, but yeah, if, if he's coming, for me, it's very good news. You've been described as one of the most naturally talented climbers in the pro peloton. So knowing that, has it been a bit frustrating for you the past couple of years with Movistar and Sky to not get higher on GC and challenge for the podium? Yeah, it's very difficult not to, to win a Grand Tour. You have to to be very very focused every day. You have to do very good time trial, and I'm not the best in that uh, in that kind of races. But uh, I think uh, I have enough experience to try this year, not to to do it better. And Mikael, what do you think about racing in the UK? It's nice, no? We are riding in very nice roads, very funny, up and down, a lot of corners and beautiful places, no? And where are your home roads? Yeah, it's quite similar. I, I live close to Bilbao, between Bilbao and Vitoria, and maybe it's a little bit warmer, but uh, it's also rainy. Okay. Muchas gracias. Stage five has now finished in Birkenhead. Dylan Gronovegan won again his third stage win of this year's Tour of Britain. It's really sad, actually, having spoken to him early on, that local hero Steve Cummings came down uh, and has not finished today's stage he's pulled out of the race uh, my wingman Yanto is with me again Yanto it's really sad when that happens I mean bike racing is just so unpredictable yeah it's really bad you think you know it's his home stage and he's come off it's a bit like uh, Grand Prix and the home Grand Prix and they come off on the first corner he never quite got to contest the finish it was potentially one that could have suited him if he was, wanted to go for a long one but it wasn't to be wasn't to be we hope he's well the thing is um you look on paper at a stage like today and it's flat and it should be fairly predictable, but it's never anything like that, is it? And the crosswinds played a part, the traffic at some point played a part today, riders going the wrong way. Five days into a stage race, they're all a bit fatigued, a bit tired, turning off sometimes. Yeah, potentially. And also you've got to remember they did a loop around a very busy part of the world with a lot of junctions. So they're really, really difficult to police and get completely shut down they did they did an amazing job but you know there are bollards there are cars there are corners and there's everything that you just have to keep an eye out for and stage five there is fatigue in the peloton and each rider's you know feeling it a little bit also fatigue in the tv coverage 
and the team. <laughs> Is that fair to say? It's yeah. quite hard work. Yeah, there's definitely a few tempers, frayed tempers, people losing it, you know, obviously having to kiss and make up afterwards. But you haven't been that bad. You've been fine. <laughs> I just do it on purpose so I can get a kiss afterwards. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you very much. I'll move out on the yeah. road and carry on. There. Excellent, thanks. It is day six. We are in the small town, small pretty town actually, of Pershaw in Worcestershire for a short, sharp time trial stage of nine miles. It is one thing talking about the Tour of Britain. It's entirely another trying to put the whole thing on. And the man largely responsible for that is race director Mick Bennett. How much work goes into doing this every year, Mick? We have got, on the technical department, there's probably eight or ten permanent staff who, I mean, we've started planning next year whilst we're here. And I think that the the job they've done... um, and let me tell you, the good weather helps. It does help. The <laughs> sun is shining on it's us right sun, now. Yeah, it's sun and, and a lovely place like Pershaw, uh, which we're currently in. But they put all the hard work in. And I'm really just the, the ringmaster, if you like. Although the efforts have taken it through major conurbations, like the Wirral yesterday, like right into the heart and the centre of uh, Newcastle on stage three, I think it was is an enormous task and we need the cooperation of the local authority the highways department and all of the officers that are employed by the local community to help it all happen well let me ask you about that because you know just the other day you have the kind of problem of uh, a level crossing coming down now you can't do anything about that you have to play by the rules and eventually bring the the breakaway back to the peloton and off they go again but how much of a headache is that for you or do you just think well it's like when you organise anything of this scale, there are always going to be things like that happen. You can only manage what's manageable. You can't cater for probably the longest level crossing gate coming down, which was almost a quarter of an hour. Even the locals around that, that live around that level had never experienced a 12 to 13 minute gate staying shut. But th- th- there are regulations within the UCI that govern how you manage that situation. But who could have imagined that at that two years ago at that same level crossing gate Taylor Finney 
that we all know and, lo and loved. It was riding for BMC at the time. And he was reported as having gone on a flashing light, crossed on a flashing light. We have a big meeting of all the commissaires and the, the judges in the RV after the stage. And we asked Taylor to come in. And he was saying, he was apologetic, but he didn't go over on flashing lights. And this is, I kid you not, this is absolute truthful. As I'm talking to him, my phone went and somebody twittered a video of him going through on a flashing light. And I said, hmm, Taylor. And I showed it to him and he said, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> and he and, left. And he left. Oh. Yeah. And there was no case to answer. But, you know, the safety of the public, and this is a, this is a message if you like, and the safety of the riders is an absolute paramount and most expensive element other than your salary. <laughs> I do it for the love as well, so you get a knockdown price. I should say, though, it's great seeing the best riders in the world here, the likes of Taylor Finney and Mark Cavendish. We saw Julian Alphilippe win it last year. He's one of the most exciting talents uh, on the world tour. And this year, we've had Mathieu van der Poel in the leader's jersey. Which one rider who hasn't ridden the Tour of Britain would you love to see here? Peter Sagan. I agree. Uh, yeah. Only in, in the fact that he might come here and just want to stretch his legs, but he's so charismatic. And I've only been able to attract him once, and that was to ride London when he rode, I think, the second or the third year of Ride London, and he climbed off on Box Hill, as it happened. It is hard. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd love to see him here, because I think uh, the public would love to see him. And I think what comes through, Mick, is... We all do it because we love it. Yes, you make a living out of this, but it would be hard to do it if you didn't love the cycling, if you didn't love the racing. The whole team, all of us, really enjoy this week. Yeah, it's a passion, isn't it? it it's a, la a total labour of love, so they tell me. There's times when I think, oh, dear, you know, I'm going to retire, but <laughs> I can't. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I can't. Good to see you. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. Yeah. I am now with Bernie Eisel at the Team Dimension Data Truck. Probably the best looking man in the professional peloton Bernie how old are you now? 38 you never seem to age you haven't you haven't you don't look any different compared to when you were racing 10 years ago what's the secret? <laughs> I definitely aged <laughs> especially the years with Mark Cavendish I was going to that was the next question next question riding in in the Gruppetto you must think god this is like Groundhog Day just shepherding him home after a really mountainous stage yeah I mean it's sort of kind of normal day for us so and i i mean, it was tristan from uh swift carbon a good guy and it's just like and he he was like i owe you i you, owe you a few, few beers now for the last two days because he was already struggling the day before and now but for me it's just a normal day and uh i know when i go out there it's going to be a long day and just do it but honestly after after looking at the pictures from the last days and uh, the team always sends pictures we can use on social media i looked at someone it's like oh I aged in, in this week already, and uh, now, but yeah, it's uh, it's it is just a normal day. Then, are you still enjoying the racing as much as you ever did, or are you thinking about perhaps finishing? I'm um, more and more to to find a, an exit plan now, and uh, I wouldn't mind doing it another year, and uh, definitely have the motivation in the legs to do it. It's just uh, at some point you also have to to look around and see. It's like okay, what's what's the future? holding for you and then you have to weigh it up it's like okay does it make sense to make to do one more year or or just go into another field and uh, i will stay in cycling that's for sure and but i also 
yeah, looking to the day where I can do something in this sport without having a license. Where do you live and train at the moment? I all, always in Austria and always live there. And uh, now it's like uh, the, it's beautiful there. Calf came a few times, and uh, it's good for for riding and everything. And so you uh, never left home. You always yeah. stayed in Austria. Always stayed home. So that was that was the best part of it. And uh, it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, not really easy for for most of the guys. Uh, because uh, especially Australians and even uh, the British riders uh, have to move somewhere where the weather's a little bit better and a uh, better connection with the airport. I was always lucky to stay at home and that definitely made everything easier for me. Uh, you've ridden for a British team before, of course, when it was Team Sky. You've raced here a lot over the years. How would you describe racing in Britain compared to racing on the continent? Uh, it, it is... Uh, I have to... I have to admit, the uh, Tour of Britain and also Tour of Yorkshire. I mean, Tour of Yorkshire is run by the ASO, and uh, it, it was ASO standard from the first day on. But what uh, Tour of Britain did over the, the past years is exceptional. And uh, of course, uh, it was easier with uh, the success of uh, Team Sky, Bradley Wiggins, Chris Froome, and the, and the guys winning all the races. And uh, you, you get the fans on the road, but to organise everything around this, uh, the road closures and everything here in Britain is not easy. And I have to say, for the last, uh, yeah, we're in stage six now, and it has been unbelievable, exceptional. And we we look back, and uh, it was a learning process back in the day. It was a bit more chaos and chaotic, and but now it's uh, it's it's world tour class, and it's I, I, world tour is probably the wrong word. It's. Uh, it's definitely the highest standard of uh, organ- by organization you can find in, a, in, in world cycling. And finally, are you going to be in the Austria squad for the Worlds in Yorkshire at the end of the month? Uh, I kind of, you know, on, a, on a long list, but I'm not going to go. It's like uh, 290Ks <laughs> in Yorkshire. It's like I will be there for a few days and, uh, to watch the race, but uh, I can't see myself to, to race there. I love Yorkshire, and uh, it's... Uh, but I, I prefer to go there and just uh, for a stroll or something, or or ride around in an, on an e-bike on the on the on the hilly slope. And e- you don't need an e-bike yet. You can't talk about e-bikes. I, I wouldn't mind to have one as I go there. <laughs> and now it's uh, it, it's not nothing against e-bikes. They bring you everywhere you want. It's like uh, the range work for the people is just amazing. It's like normal. You would do six, uh, like a sixty k or like thirty five miles max and. With an e-bike, you do 70 miles, and it's just the same effort, and just go get further. But 290 kilometers, I don't know even how many miles it is. It's just uh, it's long. It's long, and I hope I pray for the riders that it's good weather. But if it's grim weather, then it's going to be just an yeah. Let's see if 25 riders even finish. Thanks, Bernie. It's great to see you. Uh, I'm Gediminas Bagdonas from Özdüzlerle Mondial Ekip. How are you enjoying racing in the UK, Gediminas? Uh, with breakaway, enjoy, you know. <laughs> You're liking the breakaways? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, you know. It's my. It's really, really nice because it's uh, more, less stress on breakaway and, uh, you know, more funny, more supporting, special for you. You must be finding this is good uh, preparation for the World Championships in Yorkshire later in the month. Yes, yes. It's uh, why I go to breakaway. I want a really nice preparing for time trial on World Championship. I think so. it's really, really good preparing this Tour of Brittany for me. Yeah. Uh, and what about the road race as well? You'll be racing in that for, for your country? Yes, I did both. Uh, chrono and uh, normal race and road. 
go well. Good to yes. talk to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thanks for pronouncing your name for me. I'll yeah. get it right on TV Don't now. Forget. Get the man as Bagdana. I won't forget. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. Have now been on the road for a week. It is the penultimate stage of this year's race. Uh, and I'm talking to you standing atop a hill in Warwickshire. The race comes through what is called Burton Dasset Country Park. There's all our vehicles dotted about the hill. There's the little village with coffee and things to eat and freebies and that sort of thing. And then there are more and more amateur cyclists turning up. And actually, as I talk, I can see some of the team cars coming in. Jumbo Visma, Movistar following behind them. See if I can have a word once again with a few people. So I have found a couple of swannies, swaniers, basically servants who look after each of the riders. Uh, and these two guys are from Jumbo Visma. What's your name? My name is Jeroen. Jeroen? And what's your name? John. Tell me about the day in the life of a swanier. What do you have to do? We start every morning very early. Uh, of course, with our own breakfast, because it's very important to take, of, take care of our own also. And then we started with making lunch packages, uh, preparing the food for the riders during the race, making the bidens, filling the cars, uh, getting the suitcases, and then leaving to the race. Do you ever think this is too much like hard work? Why, they, why can't they carry their own bags and get their own breakfast? Everything for a good result. Eh? <laughs> so. Which riders do you look after specifically? No, all. You look after the, all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Who's the easiest to look after, your own? Actually, they're all easy. Yeah. Who's the hardest? Come on, someone must be difficult. Uh, I think the hardest people are not here in England, <laughs> but somewhere else. <laughs> Tell me about any specific requests from the riders. Does Dilly Gronovagan have a special breakfast or anything like that? No, 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 no. They, actually, they are all the same and they, they take what they need. Yeah. And um, with 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 the massage, uh, you, you ask if there is something to look after, but that's it. Yeah. Do you enjoy the job? Yeah, otherwise it wasn't here. Eh? <laughs> and do you like cycling? Do you like bike racing? Do you do it yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we're at home, so it's uh, you standing still or you're running, as eh? what what they say in in Holland. So when you're at home, you try to do two, two or three times or whatever. But when you're on, on a course or on a race, it's uh, no time for it. It's a full-time job. It's more yeah, than a full-time yeah. job. It's a yeah, life. No, it's, you, you start early, what my colleague is saying. And uh, in the, along the day, it's, it's easy, you know, from the, from the start to the, to the finish zone and back to the, to the finish. But after the finish, then uh, the really work begins eh, with, the, with the massage. So then you are... Yeah, sometimes uh, 9.30 on dinner so that's uh, then it's a long day You're obviously a vital part of the team but you're not seen by most of the most of the people watching but when Dylan wins he's won three stages this week you must all celebrate together Of course, every night we make it uh, just a little party enjoying it with the staff and the riders <laughs> yeah you, you have the beers but the riders don't have a beer is that right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they have beer yeah they actually they prefer beer uh, above uh, champagne do they so, really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Dur even during a stage race they all drink yeah, a beer yeah, one beer is not uh, is not so bad eh? <laughs> man the dutch are so cool thanks guys appreciate that thank you thank you okay yeah, I'm Larry Warbass. I'm a rider for AG2R. I'm really glad to be back here, uh, or here for the first time in Tour of Britain. Uh, but yeah, glad to be back racing in the UK. Uh, 
always nice to race here and uh, yeah it's been a pleasure to be here so that's yeah, cool cool to be here with the uh, French team and being the only Anglo on the team. <laughs> I was thinking that the other day, you're from Dearborn, Michigan originally, aren't you? Does it feel like when you're doing this kind of race, going to quite obscure parts of the country like Pershaw that even a lot of Brits don't know, does it feel like you're a long way from home? Uh, yeah, but it feels a little more like home than a lot of the other races. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's a pleasure to come to uh, an English-speaking country. And uh, yeah, even though I'm far from home, uh, feels a little more homey than uh, most of the other places we race so yeah it's nice to be here and what about finishes like today three goes up that Burton Dasset climb I mean you're still talking to me you're not breathing yeah. super heavily but can you just describe it for those mere mortals amongst yeah. us yeah it was uh, it's pretty tough I mean I'd say one of the harder parts about a stage like today is like the positioning into the climb because huge road super fast you know, it's really a lot of bumping and elbows, throwing and everything. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's all about trying to start the climb in the best position you can. And then, uh, yeah, give it everything and, and don't lose the wheel in front of you. So, uh, yeah, I think it was okay. The problem is I got a little boxed on the climb. Like, I was in good position before and then, yeah, I got a bit swarmed. And we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it went okay. It's more generally, Larry, where are you based these days? And, and, and when you are living the life of a pro bike rider, it's, it's one of being a bit of a nomad. Do you get to go back home much? Do you get to train back on the roads that you grew up riding on? Only a couple of weeks a year. So I live in Nice most of the year, which is an awesome place to ride a bike and an awesome place to live. Uh, and it's been a little bit easier this year now that I speak French because uh, I didn't before. May we, may we. Wait, wait, wait. And yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, now I, for the most, most part of my life, I grew up in a smaller town called Traverse City, Michigan. And uh, it's an awesome place to ride a bike, but unfortunately, yeah, I only get back a couple weeks a year, so not too much riding there anymore, but uh, especially because in winter it's all snow. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, sometimes you're homesick, but that's part of the job. Great to see you, Larry. Thanks so much. Thank you. Saturday, final day. We've made it to Manchester. I'm still with Russ and Yanto, who have been with all week. know them so well now. Perhaps a little bit too well. Russ, sum up your week, though, for me. Been great, you know. Been a right laugh working with you two guys. Uh, sad to go home today, but, yeah, life moves on. You enjoyed the racing? Yeah, the racing's been amazing. We've had some, some great stages. Never a dull moment, which is, uh, yeah, which is great. It's been a fantastic week. Like, incredible racing, beautiful weather, Hanging out with you guys is just too good. I'm going to be sorry to see you go. But I've got to get back to my toddlers. I'll leave you two behind. <laughs> yeah, good practice. <laughs> well, the most sprint we expected is being played out right in front of you. We're going to on the DJ, covering towards the finish line. Who can take victory in the final stage of the Evo Energy Tour of Britain? It's a full-on sprint for the line. It would be rude not to give the final word of the week to the man who won this year's Tour of Britain, Matthew van der Poel. How does it feel to be this year's winner? Yeah, it feels amazing, of course. Uh, I didn't really expect it, especially because of the time trial I was in it. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty happy. The team did an amazing job the whole week, and uh, today was pretty hard to, to keep it, but we made it, and 
that makes it even more nice. Mathieu, cyclocross world champion, you like to do mountain biking, you've won up climbs, downhills, <laughs> sponge sprint today. Is there anything you cannot do on a bicycle? Yeah, of course, there are some things I can do, but like today, it wasn't a typical bench sprint. I think uh, it was a hard stage and only uh, 50 riders left at the end. So it's not a, a typical uh, bench sprint, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, the weather was nice all week, so that's not always the case here, they told me. So it was a good addition. Yeah, have you enjoyed finally spending the week on our home roads in Britain? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's uh, been a successful week for me and for the team and let's hope it will be again in two weeks when I come back here to race. Wouldn't bet against you. <laughs> Go well. Thanks very much, Mathieu. Thank you. The Champagne, the Ovo Trophy and the Green Ovo Energy Race Winners Jersey for the team of Corundon Circus. Your race winner is Mathieu van der Poel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 